0: With the changes in leadership in Cuba over the past few years, unfortunately, it has not led to improvements for the people of Cuba, and it has not led to better circumstances for Christians. On this episode, we're going to talk about some of the difficulties that the people of Cuba are facing, and we're going to get into what life is really like for Christians today. Some of this is going to shock you, including how the government views the rights of parents. Let's get into it right now. Hey, this is Ryan S. Howard. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I call it Your Faith at Work because we want to get your faith out of the church and into the world. We were created to be intentional, influential, and impactful. I'm here to help you reach the potential God created you with. And I'll help you find confidence in your God-given assignments as you advance the kingdom every single day. And we're going to do that in work, in the culture, and in life. Learn more at ryanshoward.org. Well, what do the recent changes in leadership in cuba mean for religious freedom well unfortunately not a lot of good Uh, they actually have gone the opposite direction now back in 2008 raul castro took over from his brother fidel castro the infamous fidel castro and uh, things didn't get better then. either now some things did get better Uh, such as being able to buy property or open businesses, that sort of thing. But lots of control still there. And actually, his goal, Raul Castro, was to, quote, perfect socialism. And if you know anything about socialism, it it cannot be perfected uh well fully implemented becomes communism but socialism as in the uh, state control of everything is not uh well not the way we want to go it's not biblical and it does not lead to thriving we don't have to look very far to see that but his idea was to go that direction and to continue down that path but unfortunately also any uh, all this religious freedom and liberties uh, were not improved. Um, and in 2018, uh, Raul Castro stepped down and Miguel Diaz-Canel took over. Now, things continue to not improve for Christians. And so we're going to talk a little bit about today and what it's like in Cuba. Now, they uh, there have been, uh, even as recent as July 2021 protests in Cuba for all the deteriorating living conditions and calling for an end to this dictatorship. That's exactly what it is. And, uh, well, there's good reasons for that because the, it does not allow thriving, not like a free market does. Uh, but the, the main persecutor of Christians in Cuba is unfortunately, is the government. Now, there's not nobody that we want to be persecuting Christians, but it's just all the more evil when it is the government. And according to a 2020 report on international religious freedom, this is from the U.S. Department of State, uh, the uh, CSW Christian Solidarity Worldwide, they they have an annual report, and this is referenced uh, in this international report on religious freedom. It says that the They concluded that the government of Cuba violated freedom of religion or belief routinely and systematically. This is done through arbitrary detentions, false charges, threats and harassment of religious leaders and religious freedom defenders. They also talked about how uh, during the COVID-19 crisis, uh, the government confiscated food. Listen to this. Just get ready for this. They confiscated food that some religious groups intended to provide for those in need. And yeah, that's evil. And they blocked overseas humanitarian aid. That's to help. And then they threatened to charge other religious leaders for, quote, spreading disease. Now, this is just absolutely evil. It's horrible. And there's no defense to make of this. And this is as recent as. 2020 I mean that's just that's not that long ago and so just incredible that this is happening not that far from the U.S. now uh, the religions and we're going to get into a lot of uh, details here about what's going on there but just to kind of lay the groundwork I mean there are uh, about 11% of Cubans are evangelical Christians 11% so that's a good number I mean it's it's growing as well but most Cubans are atheists uh, and I think uh, there's a quarter maybe una- unaffiliated with any religion. But there's a number of growing uh, – of a number of Cubans growing in this sort of superstitious, uh, superstitious and like spiritist practices. And one of those is Santeria. And if you – this is a satanic uh, cult and it's very evil and very serious. And if you – search about it and you find some more uh, moderate things about it and just sort of superficial belief things. Well, that's not the real thing. I mean, it's kind of like uh, witchcraft and the occult and all that stuff. If you hear about it and you know about it, that's not the real thing. That's like a cartoon version. It's like a caricature of it. The, The real thing is not out for everybody to see. And if you've heard of uh, there's a guy, a man named John Ramirez, he was a, a high priest in this Santeria uh, here in the US over on that, I think on the East Coast. And he wrote a book called Out of the Devil's Cauldron. I would highly recommend this book. Listen, to this man's testimony. Uh, he was in this. Uh, he was in so deep in this. I mean, the people that leave it, they disappear or they show up uh, dead, Uh, you know, there, it's just very mysterious circumstances. And there's a very uh, strong spiritual component to that. But it's a very uh, tightly held thing, uh, group. And they, uh, it's very evil. And they sort of laugh at Christians who are lackluster or backsliding, or uh, just don't take their faith seriously. And even, Find themselves using things like uh, you know Ouija boards or tarot cards or palm readings or this other divination type stuff, thinking that it's a game or just something that's innocent and doesn't have any serious spiritual implications. They're laughing at, uh, Christians doing this. And so it's a wake up call for some of the, the true spiritual nature behind some of these things. And that really what doors can be opened, uh, by participating in some of those things. And that's a whole nother topic. Uh, but it's one that we probably should do an episode on, uh, because there are things happening in people's lives with doors are open. Uh, and I've even got to my own testimonies. There's the other books too, that, that record things from these psychologists and therapists and people that, uh, are involved with helping people come out of these sorts of things. But back to John Ramirez, this man talks about how they would go and have their version of church from, I think it was like 11 at night until like five in the morning or two in the morning until six in the morning. I mean, just like all night services. And they would do it multiple times a week there. I mean, the Bible talks about how some, many of the people of the dark are more diligent than the people of the light, you know? So, (laughs) It's motivating for us to get our act together here and get a little more intentional, a little more serious with the influence and impact that we are trying to have. But this man was really getting close. They do animal sacrifices and that sort of thing, close to getting uh, doing his first human sacrifice. And he had a vision and. Jesus appeared to him. And I'll let you look up his testimony, but it's incredible. He came out of it, and he it's a transition, but radically changed his life. Now he's living for Christ and, and sharing the gospel. And he was supernaturally protected because most people who come out of that don't continue living. So, okay, now that that's uh, part of what's happening there in Cuba. So back to uh, the persecution for the Christians in Cuba, there's really... Uh, there's some overt violence that was uh, faced in the past there's still a little bit of that but it's more subtle persecution by the government uh that's really (laughs) because they're concerned for their global reputation so it's sort of quieted down on the violent uh side but uh christian leaders can be uh taken by the government officials and they're they're held for questioning up to 48 hours they pressure them they uh, even hire gangs to demolish their churches and to attack and they they hire these gangs so that the government can you know have plausible deniability they can deny their responsibility for that. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? Now, I'm not saying the government is doing this in the U.S., but we certainly have hired groups, seen hired groups uh, like Antifa and BLM, these people who are being paid to do this destruction. Now, I'm not uh, saying the government's paying them, but it's the idea that this is not really representing what's going on with the people. This is a, this is a fabricated um, pushback. And, well, the government also seizes Uh, legal church buildings and no new church buildings have been legally built in the country since back in the revolution. Many believers meet in illegal house churches and that's can often be like a like a extension of a pastor's home or different just uh, structures in different areas and their backyard of a, a family's house. I mean, so wherever they can. But churches continue to grow. I mean, the body of Christ is growing, and there, that's there's just a lot of evangelistic activity, a lot of um, active evan- people actively evangelizing and sharing the, the Bible, sharing the gospel. And uh, but some believers never owned a Bible, and that's largely due to the government oppression of that. So there's no Christians really that we know that we know of that are imprisoned in Cuba, but uh they are uh closely watched and uh basically it, for all intents and purposes under house arrest in many cases, and they're even denied jobs and educational opportunities, so they may not get what they need, which brings us to homeschooling. Do you think a parent should have? A right to educate their children well the biblical model is that the parent is the primary educator of the child and in the u.s and many other countries the p- parents may partner with other organizations like a school whether private or public or a, a daycare for early childhood education to uh, they partner together with in the education of their children. But the parent will always be the primary educator. And so in the U.S., we enjoy the opportunity to homeschool. But that's under attack today. Well, guess what? In Cuba, it's illegal. It's illegal. Religious education altogether is highly regulated, and homeschooling is illegal. In fact, if a parent or parents uh, homeschool their children, they could be arrested arrested for homeschooling their children. This is incredible. It's dumbfounding to me. And even not that long ago, very recently, there was a homeschooling advocate that was arrested. Her name's Aida Exposito and her husband is uh Reverend Ramon Regal. Uh, she was released from prison for quote, other acts against the normal development of a minor. And uh, her husband was also, uh, released recently, uh, a few months after. And the the media from Cuba reported that the authorities threatened to deny the couple custody of their children if they resumed homeschooling. Like, what kind of... Uh, ridiculous statement is that? I mean, how do you even draw the line for homeschooling? What's counted as homeschooling? What's not counted as homeschooling? What? I mean, this is very ambiguous. And so, in other words, they can do whatever they want and just classify it and then just take the person away from their kids. It's it's absolute evil. And so just absurd. So. You know, we had, uh, I mentioned after that uh, election, uh, the religious persecution increased. And so one of the things uh, is cracking down on uh, these religious groups, especially the Bible. um, And it's because, and this is according to an article in the Baptist Press, that uh, the government has feared uh, Christians because... They are aware of the role that the, these religious groups played in the downfall of communism in Eastern Europe. And so Cuba is communist, straight-up communist. And so they've, they try to divide the church, to, to shut the church up, to scare them. But the church is growing. So we praise God for that and we we pray that it will continue to grow and thrive there, and that we can see uh, a new revolution coming of religious freedom and getting rid of this persecution from the government. So what about bibles the What about Bible distribution? Well, Cuba allows the purchase and sale of Bibles uh, to members of the ecumenical Protestant church organization, but most christian Literature is still illegal. There's no Christian bookstores. Uh, there's a massive shortage of Bibles, uh, and if someone wants to buy a Bible, it's, it's a very poor country, and so a Bible, when available, can cost a third of a worker's monthly income. One third of a monthly income. Now, of course, a Bible's invaluable, but to be able to uh, feed their family and have a Bible. Well, guess what? There's a ministry that we can support to get Bibles to believers in Cuba and to support the frontline efforts with discipleship and evangelism. And that is voice of the martyrs. If you go to persecution.com, you can learn more about that there. So that wraps it up. Uh, we can really be in prayer, Uh, For the Christians in Cuba, the gospel in Cuba, the persecution in Cuba, and really just praying that the evil leadership would turn, that God would grant repentance to these people and that we would see believers uh, receiving Bibles, that we would see the gospel spreading, that we would see the power of God working in these churches, that they'd be filled with the spirit and that we would see miracles and that we would pray for boldness for leaders and pastors and Christians that face this government harassment. And, uh, also pray for these people within the communist party who attack and hate the church. Well, that'll do it for this episode. So as you can see, persecution of Christians is happening today all over the world. And uh, there's things that we can do to support. And I hope you'll do that. All right. Well, God bless you. And we'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe. And you can help spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit ryanshoward.org to learn more about how you can advance God's kingdom every day.